Shalom, today's daf Yomi is Nadarim daf Ayin Aleph, Nadarim 71, and we're going to start the Mishnah on the top of 71a. The Mishnah says, Nadara Nadra Vihi Arusa, let's say she made the vow while she was betrothed, and then on the same day, Niskarsha Bobayom, Nisarsa Bobayom. So let's say she, we had already been discussing that while she's betrothed, the father and the husband have the right to annul her vow working together. But let's say she made a vow while she's betrothed. Then the husband who she was betrothed to divorced her, which is she requires a divorce while she's betrothed. And then on that same day that she was betrothed, she became Nisarsa Bobayom. She became betrothed again to another man on that same day. Even to 100 men, she has the ability to keep getting betrothed again and again and again. And so that day, she was betrothed to another man and then another man and then another man. So, so first of all, we know that this is not ideal because we know that that the Gemara Yavamos had told us that after she was betrothed, that she has to wait three months before becoming betrothed again. So we're talking about a case either that's theoretical or that it's bidiavid after the fact it happened. Then under those circumstances, that the husband, the last husband, and the father are the ones who combine to, to annul the vow. Because even though she made the neder prying prior to the betrothal, nevertheless, nevertheless, the betrothed, the fiancé, the current fiancé, can annul her vows with her father, About even though those vows were made prior to her betrothal. The Aros Mayfair Bekodman Beshutfis. The Ran's Lashon is, the Ran's language is that the, the Aros, i.e. the fiancé, is able to annul the vows, to annul the vows that were made prior to the marriage in partnership with the in partnership with the father, and so, and so that's the halacha. And the and the and the Ran writes, Why does it have to teach us that it happened on the same day that she was divorced on that day and then betrothed on that very day? So, meaning to say that uh, it's it's teaching us the following. That we're talking about a case deshama arus that the that that it, her vow was heard that her first fiance heard it o shama av or the father heard it therefore it is only able to annul it on that specific day but if it was the next day it wouldn't work because since one of them heard it and since one of them heard it and he did not annul it the vow has been upheld and the Gemara we're going to say the Gemara is going to discuss which one of them heard it was it was it the father or the Aros? And so back to the uh, back to the text of the Mishnah. This is the rule. As long as she didn't go into her own domain, into her own authority for one minute, i.e. she did not become a bogaris, she did not become a full adult, or she did not become fully married, because that would have removed her from her father's domain if she had never gone into that. If she had gone into that even for one minute, then she would have the ability to do this. But if she never did that, then avia ubala in the fear in the Then her father 
and the final husband are able to annul her vows. Because as long as she has not gone out of her father's domain, then her father has will retain the right to annul her vows along with her along with her Aros, along with her fiance. So the Gemara asked the question Minalan the Aros Aros Rishon. What's our source for this idea that the final Aros, that the final fiance here is able to annul the vows that were made with her first fiance. What's the source for that idea? Amar Shmuel, so Shmuel says, Amar Kra, it's based upon the fact that there is a verse. The verse states, This is now the third or fourth day in a row that we've had this an Amora trying to find the support from this verse. So it's based upon the fact that the verse states, It shall be married to a man, and the vows are upon her. And this means that the husband is able to annul the vows that were on her prior to this. So the Gemara says, well, maybe that's not going to be effective. Maybe that only works where there were no vows upon her with the first husband. But Nadarim that were, but Nadarim that were, available to the first fiance, maybe Lomatsi may for Arasachar, maybe the final husband would not be able to annul them. So the Gemara says, Allah Krayasiru. No, the Allah, the word Allah is extra. And from the fact that the word Allah is extra, it's teaching us that even if he wasn't married to her at the time she made the first vow, it was with a different fiance, he's still going to be able to annul it. And in fact the Gemara says we have a Brisa, Tanya Kavase, we have a Brisa that teaches us this. Right, it says Nara Murasa Vio Bala may fear in the that the Nara Murasa, her husband or father, can know the vow. Kate said Shama via the hate fair law, will his pick about a small chamaze when it's arsable by Yoma Phil may upon him. A Vio Bala may fear in the and and and. The father and the husband are able to annul her vows. Shema bawa vehefer lavo is begav If the husband died, then the father goes back and annuls the portion of the vow. That's the position of Beis Shammai. But Beis Hillel says that they're not able to do it. And the Gemara says, Beis Shammai says, what's the source of the argument? Beis Shammai says, Nadarim sharoi la'aros nisrok nereshus la'av, that the vow were transferred to the father. And Beis Hillel says, the father and the final husband are the ones who annul the vow.